Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I am welcoming you to a brand new series that we are kicking off right here, right now. You're listening to the very first one. It is called Boss Talk. So what is happening today? First of all, I have one extra beautiful face joining us today. The lovely, the talented, the genius, the amazing Steph Crowder. Hi, babe. Hey, (laughs) having me, guys. Super pumped to be here. This is going to be a really exciting series that we're kicking off. We're going to try to do at least one a month, maybe more, just kind of depending on, you know, how you guys are filling us out and our jams and our vibes and all that good stuff. But the premise is the three of us are going to hop on for a a boss talk for a whole episode. It's an unscripted, uncensored, roundtable-like discussion. We have brainstormed a ton of questions that some of us are nosy about. Some of them, how we've heard in the community, um, some are just kind of hot topics right now. And we're going to tee off every single episode with just one question that's posed to all three of us. And we're going to have a conversation about it. (laughs) So if you've ever felt like you wanted to be a fly on the wall for bosses talking about stuff. That's exactly what this is. The question is the title of every single episode. So you can skip around to listen to the ones that you feel more jazzed about. But it's really we like we literally have not practiced whatsoever. I've opened a beer. We're going <laughs> to chill. It's just going to be even more unprofessional than the rest of our show ever is. Do we ever <laughs> practice for a show? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, this is even... The yeah, hilarious practice. thing about this is this is literally what we do in real life. So when we yeah. were together in Chicago, except I guess there were more bathrobes and face masks. That's true. But <laughs> I think this is going to be really fun because this is literally like when we talk, this is what it's like. So I just kind of imagine that we're in a coffee shop together or probably more appropriately on a rooftop bar and yeah. uh, catching up about all things business. It's going to be fun. Yep. So we're going to interrupt each other. We're, we probably will go on tangents. We might end up talking about something completely different. But you can rest assured that it's going to be real, honest, off-the-cuff opinions from us. So the question today, let me start the question with, what are your guys' thoughts on the phrase, community over competition? Mm. So loaded, 
flipping question, Emily. It's a juicy one. Yeah. So I think to kick it off just a little bit, I will tell you guys that we have kind of had a preemptive conversation about this. And the thing that really started, even the idea of this entire series and us kind of doing more stuff together is our deep dive into this phrase and what it truly means to us. I think there have been kind of talks about, is the phrase real? Like, is it Mm -hmm. true? And if it is or isn't, like, what are the consequences of that? And are we actually, we as in the collective creative online business owner space, are we actually honoring the phrase or is it just fluff? Steph, what do you Mm -hmm. think? So the first thing that comes up for me is if you feel like this is counterintuitive, then I think that's very normal. I think it is a a counter. I remember first hearing it and I was sort of like, ooh, that would be cool if it were true, but it's almost like you can't quite believe it. And what it comes down to at its core for me is a very necessary shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. In order to fully embrace this mentality, you would have to be of the mind that there is more than enough pie to go around. And that's a really difficult thing. I think many of us have been raised in a world where there's only so much wealth or only so many resources. And sometimes the natural thing can feel like, well, if she's getting hers, then I will get less of mine. I personally feel that the more I push away from that, the more expansive I feel, which is amazing to think about. Like Again, very counterintuitive to think that embracing the fact that there's more than enough to go around could Mm -hmm. actually make you feel very, very free, but it really does. So I'm for it. I'm, I'm here for community over competition. However, as I'm sure we'll get into, I think there's a way to be smart about it. I think that there's, it's not like a full on, let's just all go into business together forever and ever. Amen. I think there's more to it than that. But Mm -hmm. overall, I personally have experienced so much more growth in my own business, in my own personality, in my own life by embracing the idea that we really are stronger together and there is enough room for everyone to be successful. Well, Mm -hmm. it's so funny that you said specifically that shift in mentality because like literally, when did I post this? It had (laughs) to have been two days ago. Okay. Two days ago, I was in a Facebook group and... A royal crown diamond, which those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, like I'm talking about my other life, my young living life. Okay. <laughs> she was talking about how in order to be successful in this business, and I feel like this applies to every business, not just young living businesses, but you have to move from the poverty mentality to the abundance mentality. And she wrote this big long post and she's like, literally steal this word for word, put it in your group because I so believe this that I think the word needs to be spread. And some of the words that really hit home for me is she said, a poverty mentality is one that influences behaviors consistent with beliefs that money shouldn't be spent opportunities Mm -hmm. are limited, any risk Mm -hmm. at all is dangerous, any success is temporary and non-replicatable, and generally remaining in the back of the pack is safest. Wow. That's a lot of my family members. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I mean, like I'm having flashbacks to like all parts of my childhood and my life and like... I mean, I need to work on this. So like, if yeah. even just hearing the phrase community over competition, and then you bringing this up, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like, as much as I feel like it's something to strive for, 
I am so competitive by nature and Mm -hmm. the poverty mentality is how I was raised that moving towards a sense of community is not natural for me. Mm -hmm. And abundance sounds like only those kind of people can have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it must be nice. Like that's the phrase I always grew up with. My Nana still says it to this day. Uh, person she cleans for goes on vacation for you know two months in Rome or whatever. Oh, must be nice. They mm-hmm. bought a new car. Must be nice. You know, they have shopping bags on their table from a high-end department store. Must be nice. Yep. And it's so strange how like, even if scarcity is at the core, how that manifests differently in each of us, even if the root is the same of like how it shows in our personal finances or our business finances or who comes to our table or whatever, because... Like if I truly sit and think about the phrase community over competition in our business, like as TCC, speaking of our actual community, the people we serve, not necessarily the people we work with, but the people that we serve, (laughs) sometimes I feel like, is it all fake? Is it all like actually not helpful and not real? Like we Mm -hmm. have resources and we have stuff for free and we have like connections for people. And and a lot of people like reach out to us to say like that this piece was life-changing or this piece helped them. But like, if your goal is to create community, like, have we actually done that? Hmm. Yeah. And a lot of days, yeah. I, I feel like we haven't. Yeah, that's surprising. I don't feel like I that at all. I, because I feel, and, and I don't know if it's because like, so the physical people are there, then the amount sure. are there, the students sure. are there, whatever. Like, so like physically community is there. Like you can't lie about that. But like, do they feel connected? And like, mm-hmm. what, is com- what does having community mean? Do they feel like they can reach out to each other? Do they feel like they can use each other? Okay, so for example, I saw, I don't know who was this on one of my Facebook friends. They shared something and now I can't remember what it's called. I think I screenshotted it so I wouldn't forget it. But she was starting, I'm gonna call it a co-op. That's not what it is. But it's a Facebook group that's like a movement mm-hmm. that is truly like, to me, the phrase community over competition is similar to the phrase, like it takes sure. a village. And right. like, this is a whole nother concept of motherhood, like going down. But this is specifically neighborhood, like it takes a village. So it's a, it's a movement where you apply to, to this community and start your own Facebook group within like a very small mile radius of your hometown. Like you're a couple blocks outside of where you live and you create a giving community. Nothing is for sale. Everything is for trade or offer or free. And the idea is that we all have so many abundant resources, skills, knowledge, extra things that really we shouldn't really have to buy that much stuff, like truthfully. So the idea and the concept is one leader steps up to create this environment for their immediate neighborhood. And you post in the group like, I need lawn service, I can trade gardening or like whatever, right? It doesn't matter if the two things are connected. And you just literally trade services in order to exist happily in your neighborhood and world. But like that is not translated in the online space to me. A, first of all, good luck with that idea. (laughs) Because (laughs) that sounds so like when I think of like the Truman Show, like living in a bubble where like everything's perfect and everyone has like the preppy sweater on and like we're all walking around as desperate housewives. (laughs) But no, quite literally, we have one of these... Um, it's called oh. Independence Community Watch. And it 
that's supposed to be what it is. It's supposed to be like caring for your neighborhood and all this stuff. It is quite literally the ranch show. Like my husband is Mm. in that. Well, I'm in it too, but he like stalks it because he finds it entertaining. The like, have you seen so-and-so's grass? It's like two feet tall. They need to be reported to the city. And oh my gosh, I just heard gunshots. Does anyone know what's going on over at this block and this block? Like that makes me so sad. It's terrible. I hate that group. I'm going to scroll for a second in my, because this is like, so it's not, like, it's not like next door. It's not like community watch. It's nothing like that. It's like an actual like organization that started this movement and you have to like apply to be an ambassador. I'm just saying it feels really nice. Is it just a dream world? Does it take the village not mean anything? I think what I'm hearing you say, bringing it back to how you feel about the community that you guys have built, or maybe how I feel towards my community, or any of us in business who are trying to, you know, do something of impact. I think what you're getting at, which is really important, is if our objective is to create community and to foster connectedness, that's actually one degree more difficult, more meaningful, more important than just creating kick ass courses and content. Because frankly, anyone can do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone has expertise about something and anyone can go and make a course. And not to say that we should, like, I'm not trying to undermine anyone's craft, but I think what you're saying is, okay, I'm the best course maker in (laughs) the online space. (laughs) I think, I think what I'm hearing you say is like, if, but if you're not also fostering true community around that, where people feel connected to something, each other, the message. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not nearly as meaningful for people probably than if, if they were just ta- taking in content and not feeling that connectedness. There's a big so, difference there. If that's true, which I do think it's true, then why does it seem to me, please someone prove me wrong, that Every time someone tries to create that, like in-person coffee masterminds, a directory of creatives that you can hire from, paid or free, how come every time I feel like those pop up, they don't last? Yeah, it's a good question. What comes up first for me, and I don't know if it's true, but it feels like it's a logistical nightmare, probably. I mean, fuck yeah. Managing that level of information. But then the second thing that comes up for me is like, I think in a true community over competition, like the true essence of it, it has to be grassroots. It has to be from the ground up. I think a lot of those resources are organized by like one spearheading person. Mm -hmm. And to Abby's point, that's kind of where these things fall apart. I think the people who are in the community have to all make an effort to be connected to each other. They have to agree as much on the what we're working towards as the person in charge. Yes. And I think a lot of people in a community sit around waiting to be led. And I don't think that's what we're talking about. This is about like, if you want to be part of community over competition, you have to go out, put yourself out there and you have to join a mastermind group like the three of us did and found each Mm -hmm. other and all the stuff that's happened since then. No one took us by the hand and made us do that. You just Mm -hmm. have to do the uncomfortable work of seeking out your community. And maybe that's like a bit of a misconception as people kind of, some people I think wait around to be told which mm-hmm. community they should be in or, or something like that. Well, I also, when you mentioned that, it made me think that maybe this is really only possible in smaller settings. 
like the more people you get, the more complicated and less likely it is to be true. Either that or then there there ends up being fragments, right? So you get Mm -hmm. in a larger group, probably little like pockets of people who find each other and kind of run with it. So I don't think it can be organized on a macro level, but I think when people seek each other out and find common ground, they can kind of run off and be their own little posse. It kind of reminds me of like, speaking of just in-person stuff here in my neighborhood where I live, there's a neighborhood moms group, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. And we get together. It's like, it's a pretty big group, actually. There's probably, I don't know, 60 to 80 women in there. And um, obviously, we're not all BFFs, but my two BFFs, I met there. And the Mm. three of us do everything together now. We work out together. We have wine together. And I think there are other little groups of women within the bigger group who do the same thing. So that kind of reminds me of how I've seen this manifest in business is we might be part of Facebook groups that are bigger, but Mm -hmm. then we're kind of over here on the side doing our own little community thing. So these little kind of like tiny villages pop up in the bigger village, I think. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm sitting here thinking, what can we steal from how successful churches are Because if you really think about it, take religion out, churches have created the most intense community ever, good for good or bad, it doesn't matter. But like, that's the first thing people think of when they're like moved to a new town. And if they're religious, they're going to find community by joining churches and trying to meet people there and do small groups and go to the large group and do whatever. So is there anything business-like that can be replicated from that model to create something like that? So I am Christian and I go to church and it actually by chance happens to be the largest Methodist church in the country. So you think, how can you get a community of that's over 20,000 people all on the same page? I happen to be going to a satellite campus that's mm-hmm. much smaller, but... I believe what truly brings the people together is a, a very strong leader, a very strong leader that people can get behind common belief systems and like moralities and a sense of openness and like, like lack of judgment. So TCC is a church. (laughs) Cause I'm like, if our people don't feel that way, I don't, we've done something wrong. It's just interesting to me where like, this is a whole nother conversation from this phrase truly, but like, can something as mega as the community that churches offer be replicated in any other type of industry? I think that where it might kind of start to go south in the business world is of course, money (laughs) is brought into play, right? Right. Where, I mean, we could have a whole sidebar about, I know there are some, if you watch John Oliver, for example, you know that there are some churches that do some shady stuff with money. Mm -hmm. However, let's just give them, let's give everyone the benefit of the doubt and say that churches in general are really not about anyone's personal gain other than connectedness. So to me, that is what I take away from a church community is not that we're not here to make money because come on, we all, this is, you know, the strategy hour. We're all about profitability and I'm for that a hundred percent. But there is something to be said about, maybe it's this, trusting that the personal gain will come as Mm. a result of being truly of service to other people. And I don't Mm. mean that in a kumbaya kind of way. Maybe it sort of came out that way. But I think that when you're really offering a high quality service and you're giving yourself to other people and you're elevating other people, shining a spotlight on other people and generally trying to make people's lives better, 
I'm a big believer. I don't know anybody who does that who hasn't had gotten the money thing to be figured out. Like it just yeah. it just happens. So there's some degree of that, I think. I think when people get too tangled up in it's the same reason why in large Facebook groups, maybe like the TCC group, you see people coming in being really self-promotional and mm-hmm. it turns everybody off because the community's like, we don't do that here. It's similar to a church. If someone came in and was like trying to panhandle in the place, they get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the same church. Thing. It's better. I, I think yeah, it's like it does political. happen in business. It's just I don't know if less common is the word, but more of an anomaly. Like the first big example that came to mind was Oprah and Tony Robbins. Like, like there are people that people get behind and like create community around, but like they sell products all day long, but it's people just do it because they are such in the belief circle of what they're putting out there that they're like, Willing to follow them almost on the religious level. Yeah. 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 The Church of Oprah. Totally. (laughs) I'm a member. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I have a question if I can pivot the conversation just a little bit. So, because something related to this community over competition thing came up for us three recently, and it was a super cool moment. So, Mm -hmm. as listeners might know, we were at the same um, summit together speaking at the She Did It Her Way Summit in Chicago. It was awesome. That's where the bathrobes and face masks came into play. And when Emily and Abby were on stage, someone in the audience asked them, how do you stay in your own lane? Or something along those Mm -hmm. lines. Like That was the phrase used. But Mm -hmm. the question was basically, how do you kind of put blinders on to your competition and keep doing the work. And Emily, I loved your answer. So maybe you could share with everyone what you said, and then maybe we can jam on that a little bit because it was kind of a mind-blowing moment for a lot of people, I think. I got some hoot and hollers, which is always fantastic. Yeah. I simply said, we don't. I think it's impossible to because we're truly at the end of the day in service of what you guys need. And if we believe that something someone else provides can help get you there, we are going to do everything in our power to put you in front of them or vice versa. Because we know how we provide is in a special way. And it's our jam. And if you're here for our jam, you're going to stick around. But that also doesn't mean that you can't participate in other people's jam or whatever, or something, jelly or butter, (laughs) whatever else. But yeah, and I so I used your example, because you do productivity and time management and to do lists and planning all of that with your 15 minute planner method. And we obviously have a shit ton of resources about productivity and have our own method and have our own resources. But something have even how you taught clicked for us. And I think it got a lot of aha moments for our audience, because I know that the strategic way that you present something is going to work with some people that maybe we haven't been able to touch. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring that to the forefront. Yeah, I love that. And so, you know, the three of us are in a mastermind group together with other few other amazing women. And we've been doing that for over a year at this point. And I mean, the truth is the three of us here are all educators of female entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. oh man, I just think of so many people who I've interacted with who have become community members of mine or clients of mine who've come to me and like, for example, running a mastermind paid program that I do, I've had people come to me and be like, Hey, is anyone else in my industry going to be in there? Cause I don't want to share trade secrets. And I have to be like, you are approaching this totally exactly facepalm 
That sound was just Emily face bombing. Like seriously, because it's it's just like, and, and I just think about man. If I look back, if I had seen you guys who are just killing it in your in your world, if I had allowed that to intimidate me from joining the group, like mm. oh my gosh, I've learned so much from getting to yeah. rub elbows with you guys, and we're friends, and, vice and we should like, totally. And it's like, that would be such a bummer if yes. I had let that of like, well, they're going to steal my things and then take it to their people. Like, that's just not how you get anywhere. Like, you don't have to do this all by yourself. Uh -uh. I I do think part of that takes a sense of maturity. Like, there's some people that can do that well and some people that would go in and they would rip off other people. And so as long as the person is coming from the right place, like there are so many things I feel like over the last year, vice versa, like you say something, re riff off of it. And then we go like literally implement in our business and vice versa. But I have never yep. for once thought we were stepping on each other's toes, even exactly. though we serve the no. same audience and even sell, mm-hmm. sell, well, like promote things that are in the same realm. Like I never was like, Oh my God, Steph just mm-hmm. stole our thing. Yeah, totally. What the no. heck? Nope, 100%. Well, and it's really funny for me, and I wish I could get these to be full circle, but truly when, because that's not the first time we've gotten a question like that of how do you keep your eyes on your own paper? How do you, you know, not let competition get to you? What if someone's a copycat, et cetera, et cetera. And and you guys, if you're in our Facebook community, you know my thoughts on, on copycats. I do not fall into the myth of Imitation is the highest form of flattery. It is stealing and it's illegal and I will come for you. But all stealing aside, when you talk about like the normal healthy competition and, and, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other, it's funny to me when I get a question like that or when we get a question like that, I know the mindset that that person is in. I've been there. Like I know that that scared feeling of like, oh, my ideas are so precious because I'm not yet confident enough in what I offer or how I offer it or who I'm helping. And I know, hopefully, that they are going to come to an aha moment when that question, it's a waste of their time to ask that question. Oh my God, totally. And I I wish I got full closure on all of those moments that that happens for me because I'm sitting here thinking like, girl, you could be asking me a much better strategic question that I could help you actually move your business forward with, but you're stuck in this right now. And I cannot wait for you to get past it. It's like that expression, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's like when you're stuck in comparison, you actually block yourself from receiving, you block yourself from having fun, you block yourself from... You're right. You made a really good point just now, which is I think the idea of community over competition does presume that you have confidence in in your unique differentiator. So when we say community over competition, it doesn't mean that you're not different from your competitors because I think that I have a different approach than you guys. And that's great. But that makes us all the more powerful when we do come together because we have a unique flavor to it. So yes. this isn't, we're not saying be the same as your competition. We're not mm-hmm. saying blend in, Mm-mm. but I think we are saying like own the fact that you're different and then find cool ways to come together and recognize that there's enough space for everybody to play yep. in the sandbox and have a great time while doing it. I will it. say yep. like in the most honest way possible, there has been competition in the past. I've, I've chose to distance myself from on yes. purpose. Yes. And, yes. and whether that was like a bad vibe or I just didn't like what they were doing over here, whatever, like the, a million reasons. I think you have to decide who is your cup of tea and who is worth spending your time on and who is worth really getting to know. Mm-hmm. But the people you do choose to like 
go in cahoots with or like hang out with like how Uh can you build off of each other and how can you learn from Mm -hmm. each other and I I think about our mastermind frequently what started as like a simple ploy to all grow our podcasts I mean we have really for the Mm -hmm. most part the three of us have the most in common as far as business goes and the other two ladies their business is relatively different but I have learned stuff yes. from all of them. And so like, even though they're not competition, because yep, we're yep. not necessarily even going after the same business or selling the same type of thing, like we can still create a community that comes together around that. Yeah, I think you just made a huge point, though, that I totally agree with, which is if your competition makes you, if anyone who's your competition makes you feel any feelings that you don't like, I'm a big fan of Mm -hmm. the good old unsubscribe button. Like, there are definitely people in our industry who I just don't like how how it feels to watch Mm -hmm. their Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Like, you are in charge of that. Just because we're saying community over competition doesn't mean all of your competition. Right. Uh, I think to Abby's point, you get to choose who it feels good to, to share yeah. space with. Well, and I'm going to paraphrase slash maybe quote the amazing Cindy Spiegel when she says, you do not have to be friends or nice to assholes. And I'm not saying all of your comp- <laughs> competition is assholes, but some of these specific instances where we've unfollowed, we have maybe felt like they've done an assholey thing. But mm-hmm. in the spirit of community over competition, you battle with that, but should I be friends with them anyways? Or but should I be right. in their circle anyways? And it's like that constant like push and pull of like, know your own healthy shit. Like if you're watching their stories and you're make, making a scowl face, maybe you just need to cut that shit out of your life. Like there's no, totally. no reason given, like you just get it out. But if like you can truthfully support that other person, then those are the relationships worth maintaining. Yes. I do have one major beef with the community over competition thing that I would like to bring to the yes. table as a counterpoint, bring your which, beef. which is community over competition. Absolutely. <laughs> This is our our new segment called Bring Your Beef. (laughs) And now it's time to bring the beef. So I'm all about this idea of community over competition, obviously, but I'm of the mind, like, make no mistake, this is not to be confused with the work. Trademark the work, right? right? I think a lot of times people, and we can all probably think of examples of this. We follow them on Instagram or whatever, and it becomes like a little bit of like a, an in crowd or a yes. click, or you know, and it, yeah, it's like, oh, that's like that exact. It elicits that same feeling in me, and sometimes I think people confuse that. They're like, oh, I'm working or I'm running a business, and I'm like, yeah, but are you serving your customers? Because, mm-hmm. like, listen, you guys, the two of you, are my peers. And when I hang out with you, yes, it's beneficial on so many levels, but this is not my business that we're doing right now. Like that's when I'm spending time with my customers. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes I see people getting confused. They they are talking to their peers with their marketing yes. and their emails and their messages instead of talking to their people. And if you're doing it right, your peers aren't on the same level as your people nope. at all. Nope. So it's really important to recognize that com- community over competition is a great strategy, mm-hmm. but it's not a replacement for speaking directly to people that you want to to like have them hire you. I found a couple people I follow, they have tried to do both simultaneously and it really, really hurts their business. Like Mm -hmm. they go out Mm -hmm. and try to sell, but then teach other people how to do what they're doing. And I'm like, you have to pick. You can't serve both well at the same time. Like, so why spread yourself out like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do it for 
yourself, like do it for personal development, do it to make friends, do it to collaborate, Mm -hmm. but don't like write an email to target your peers. Like that's a waste of time. Yeah. I know one person who does it well, but she's not doing both at the same time. She has mastered one and like set up amazing systems and automations and copy and messaging and growth tactics. And then she has transitioned to another and she's done that beautifully. But you're right. At like, oh, um, I feel like every other Instagram post is like talking to this person, talking to this person. And their Instagram stories is a behind the scenes of this thing over here that doesn't really make sense for the person actually giving them money for something. Yes. Yep. <sighs> Lanta. <laughs> well, I want to go back to this <laughs> poverty abundance thing because it just like really jazzed mm. me up. And P.S. I never said the girl's name. Same. Um, Madison Vining is the one who wrote this. Oh, yeah. She's an amazing So some of the things she talked about for developing an abundance mentality, and I would love to hear your guys' take on this, is studying those you wish to become. And I'm curious Mm. if you think that is helpful or it goes too much in the like comparison game. Here's what comes up for me. I am, and this is probably not going to be the first time I mention this person because I'm obsessed with him right now. <laughs> Rob Bell, the Rob cast. Guys, this guy's awesome. It's such a good podcast. I love him. He's like, I always describe him wrong. People are like, get turned off by it. He He's technically doing like seminars, but he's not, he's kind of like a spiritual person for the non-religious. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. His stuff is just so good. And he has this one episode that I love that I've revisited many times and it's called What to Do with Your Ambition. It's super good for anyone who feels like they struggle with over-reliance on ambition. It's basically mm-hmm. how to figure out if you're letting ambition run too much of the show versus being in alignment with what you're actually here to do. It's well, super good. Really good. I I would love your guys' thoughts, actually. One of the things, he has these little kind of like mm, red flag, like little things that you can watch out for to let you know if ambition is taking over. And one of them is your response to your competitor's success. And a, a unhealthy or a overly ambitious response is jealousy, mm-hmm. is to think, oh my God, well, she just got the client. So crap, now I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Or how did she ever get there? He says that when your ambition's in check and when it's just part of the show, not running the show, you can actually look at that and feel excited because yeah. it shows you that it's possible. Mm. It shows you that someone else is doing it and therefore lends evidence to the fact that it's possible for you. Mm-hmm. So to that question of like studying what other people are doing that you like, I think if you're in a healthy place with that, yes, it should elicit a response of like, man, that's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like for you guys, when you have a six-figure launch, uh, I'm over here going, Awesome. Yeah. That means that I could probably do that too. That yeah. means there's an appetite for the type of work that we're doing. But I'm not always in that space. Sometimes it does elicit jealousy. Right. So I think it's really important to take your own temperature on where you're at with that yeah. and do something about on it. On that specifically, I feel like you can be in the best place possible and waver back and forth on like an hour by hour, day by day, yeah. week yes. by week. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's your one way all the time because I know I've looked at people in our industry and like over in Young Living and all of that and been like, oh my gosh, like that just means we're six months behind them. And if we do this, this, and this, then we'll be able to Mm -hmm. accomplish the same things. And I'm so excited. And then like literally minutes later can be like, like that Mm -hmm. just seems really hard. And I don't know, it was probably divine timing. And they just had all this stuff in their favor. And 
it literally could be back to back. So I want you to just be aware. Like that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it doesn't mean, it just means you're mm-hmm. human. But if you can like, like yeah. you said, take mm-hmm. your temperature on it, I think it will help you assess mm-hmm. your health on that view. Well, and it's funny because for me, you know, we, we've gotten asked about imposter syndrome often. I feel like this is kind of along those same lines. Yeah. And in this business world, in the TCC online education space, like don't come with your torches at me. I have never had imposter syndrome with the TCC space ever. I know what I'm offering is amazing. I know it impacts people. And when I do it, I feel like the shit because I am the shit. And I have no question about that. But you asked me in like my art space and in my my creation space in that zone, I follow so many other artists on Instagram and I've had to like check myself on those feelings when I'm watching their stories or looking at their latest gallery opening or show or whatever. And I'm just like, but she's younger than me. But how does she? Mm-hmm. But I made something that looked just like that the other day. And I don't understand. Like she has yeah. different connections than I do. Like, you know, and I get into this whole like snowball effect of like, what does she have that I don't? When in reality, like there's nothing like literally nothing. And so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting, depending on what space that you're in, how that feeling might be different. I feel like that says this exactly. Comprehend that it's all on you realizing whether you like it or not, the option to be in a negative state of mind regarding your situation is all on you. If you want to get out of this situation you're in, it's all on you. It's up to you to change the ways you're thinking. It's up to you to take the steps necessary to get out of bed, to move from the neighborhood you live in. It's all on you. Because guess what? The person who you're having negative thoughts about, if it's a person, they don't know. And they don't give a shit that you're thinking negatively about them because they're winning at their life. So like, it's all on you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I think like, you know, I always, sometimes I really love the lessons. I'm not the best meditator in the world, but I do like meditation. And sometimes the lessons from meditation are really helpful for me. And one of those is to, they always talk about observing your responses without judgment. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I like to do that Mm -hmm. with myself. So if someone's bringing up that feeling in me, instead of like freaking out about it and just like, going off a cliff, it's like, step back from the ledge and be like, oh, approach it with curiosity and be like, huh, okay, like, why is that making me feel weird about that? Like, could it be that I'm like, is this my ego? Like, what's happening right now? And just kind of spend some time like observing it before you freak out, which is probably what have been my reaction in the past. But when you can observe it with curiosity, I think that's a good point, Emily. It's it's not really about them at all. Mm -hmm. It's about you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. always about you, boo. The world is, yeah. you're just living in uh, this world. It's, we're all here. <laughs> yep. Here we are. <laughs> Open a new beer over there. I, I need someone to put that on one of those inspirational posters. <laughs> it's just your world. You know, you're living in it. We're do all that, here. Though? Here we are. I, get, I guarantee you, Kit <laughs> is going to like come out with a poster. <laughs> She's going to find like a picture of a kitten. Yes. And a rainbow. Oh my gosh. I guarantee yep. you it'll end up in the Facebook group. Well, speaking of, I want to continue this conversation over inside of our Facebook community. And so if you have thoughts on the phrase community over competition or on something we brought up today, whether positive, negative reaction, I want to hear it all. Like, let's like keep it PG in the group, but okay. But like, let's come to the table with our thoughts and opinions. <laughs> Head over to thinkcreativecollective.com slash community and we'll be there to chat it out with you. Yeah. 
Thanks, guys. This was fun. Super fun. I love my first boss talk. Thanks for having me, you guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.